Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a talk about replaying the story in more of a classic way of other games and how they do it and how Destiny should consider doing this with future content. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live. I'm probably live right now, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. If I'm not live, you can click the follow button to catch me when I'm live. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can click the like and subscribe button as a free and easy way to support me. So why replay the story, Lono? Don't we have story missions? We've got a place where you can go and do that. Why are you talking about this the more i look at games like borderlands and diablo and they get a lot of capital and they get a lot of replay value out of their story the more i feel like we are creating maybe a bad juxtaposition in destiny when we say and i have said this many times don't really focus on story focus on giving us more grind focus on giving us more grindable content now i have said in the past that i really wished they would build their campaigns purely out of strikes so every single thing you do in the campaign gets repurposed later mission one you go you move through you do a bunch of stuff you kill a boss at the end that becomes a strike that becomes a nightfall that boss has a strike specific nightfall specific drop that he can you know drop that would be a better way of getting capital out of the story but also if you want to do a more traditional campaign I think it would be good for them to say hey let's have a harder version or a veteran version or, or a reason to go back and rerun it and I'm not talking about story missions here I'm not talking about something that would be purely for the sake of regrinding it but I do think there could be something here especially when we consider going forward the pivot away from DLC you know that has that campaign and that story mission on the front end but they're going more towards the annual pass they could probably start going back to a more story focused element so that you know you don't have to deny people that want more story more story as long as they do it in a way where there's replay value so first I want to talk about why not why would you not do this Second, I want to say it just makes sense. And lastly, I want to say best of both worlds. Best of both worlds. Because I do think you could kind of bring two things to light here that have been good value points for the community. So why not? Story missions are not the same right now when you go to the story mission playlist. It's not the same as like a new game plus. Replaying them with different loot, different difficulties. You know, you, you make the enemies harder. You make things maybe drop. There could be titles that you get from replaying the entire story ornaments there could be an entire loot pool that opens up for you to go back and replay also i think it'd be far better to have a new game plus feel to the campaign as opposed to what they've traditionally done which is you end up having to play on your second and third character and you're generally just going through the motions it doesn't benefit you it doesn't yield you anything you're just like well i have to do this now on my other characters this would give grounds for them to say number one we can make the campaign longer weave in the adventures weave in other side missions and things that'll have purpose again on the second playthrough and then you don't have to do that on your second and third character they just show up in the tower and then all three of them if they want can play the entire game or campaign on a new game plus setting a harder setting etc it would give ground to not make folks play through three times but it also give ground to say we can add story and we can add significant campaign injections in future content because we're doing this in a way where we know whatever we build whatever we take the player through has purpose beyond the initial engagement and one of the things i've continued to say about forsaken is it's got some of the greatest storytelling that they've ever done especially when you look at the barons and spider his narration the scene with all the playing cards 
There is a sea of content. There's a significant amount of content just from Forsaken alone that feels like it's kind of sitting on the shelf and not being used. So in my mind, it's like, why not use this? And not in a cherry pick sort of story mission playlist sort of way, but in a, I'm going to play through everything beginning to end and I'm going to be getting stuff along the way that motivates it, feels like it's rewarding and feels like it has purpose behind it. Let's talk about why this makes sense. Again, why not? I don't see a reason to not do it. Why does it make sense? Folks have been asking for story and really, really highlighting that as a vacancy. It's like we don't really get a lot of story. We've not been getting a lot of campaign because they pivoted to the annual pass. And people feel like you're kind of missing that element of destiny that's been there for so long. We have to agree Even if you just look at the trailers, okay? One of the things I said a long time ago, the trailer for House of Wolves proved that Bungie is their own worst enemy. That was was a video I made a really, really long time ago. That's ancient history at this point. But the trailer for House of Wolves just put on full display that Bungie are masterful storytellers. They're very good at creating characters and dialogue, settings and scenes and music that is so, so good. When we watch through... All of the King's Fall cutscenes, the, I'm sorry, the Taken King cutscenes, you know, like a year later, I I was kind of blown away by how much I had forgotten, how much there really was excellent narrative character development storytelling going on in the Taken King. And a lot of that, just like we're dealing with now in Forsaken, a lot of that just kind of got left behind and sat by the wayside. Forsaken proved that they can still, even after all this time, create new characters, new narratives, and new story elements that are very, very interesting. And I'm not talking about... Some people thought it was kind of cheap, you know, killing Cade. Just the story element of introducing Spider and going after all those individual barons. Just doing that proved it's like it's been a really, really long time. The franchise has been out all this time. They can still, even after now, really capture my attention and make me think, golly, what a cool, what a cool new area that we're in. And then and then obviously they're doing stuff with the Queen and the Dreaming City. That element, you know, those story elements, seeing Aldrin being brought back to life, stuff like that, just continues to show that I don't necessarily want to completely look, look, you know, two or three years from now back and think, man, we just gutted the story element of the game. There's not enough story. There's not enough campaign any longer because we've leaned too heavily towards annual pass. Too much great content gets left behind, sits on the shelf, or not even added to the game if we shift too sharply away from a game that is driven by lore, story, narrative. I mean, all those lore cards you can go read on the weapons the grimoire from d1 such great writing so many interesting backstories when they did the owl sector thing we were all like waiting each day for new developments to drop i i don't want to create this false dichotomy or juxtaposition where it's like content versus story you either give us content or you give us story you can't give us both i want to end by saying best of both worlds this means they could add story in in the beginning with the mindset and the idea of lasting purpose. This is going to have lasting purpose. When they designed the forges and the Ada bounties, they knew that was going to have lasting purpose. The first time you go in and do that is not the only time you do it. It's not, oh, it's not one and done. Same with strikes, okay? Same with public event spaces. People like, oh, we're not getting any new public event spaces. We're not getting any, you know, new locations. And that's such a shame because those have replay values value 
and they took a similar philosophy to campaign and story, this means all future annual pass deliverables could start to bring back that sense of, no, there's going to be a little campaign, there is going to be some stuff in there that's going to feel like classic Destiny storytelling, but we're building it with a new game plus replay environment that motivates you to go replay those areas right now i think a lot of people in the community see it as you either they're either kind of campaigning for more story they get on twitter and reddit in the forums they get on my youtube comments they're like lono there's like not been enough story there's not been enough development of the characters there's no cutscenes there's no nothing i've actually think sometimes they overstate that there's been really really good story injection with the invitations of the nine there's been good story injections with the queen uh, as well as just everything we've gotten to see with the drifter that has all been I think very excellent Ada and the Black Armory not so much some of that stuff was cool most of it was audio but I still think they've been adding good story all along the way it has been lighter I do agree with that the lack of strikes and new missions obviously I think amplifies that in a lot of folks mind because they're like dude where's the new things it's just like here's forges here's reckoning they're just like little teeny content pieces story could add a little bit of bolsterness that it could add grind it could also add containers because Bungie needs to think about repurposing all the existing containers in the game going forward if not they're going to struggle to make the next annual pass feel more full and this would make it feel full in two ways the first way it makes it feel more full is you're doing something right on the beginning, right on the front end, that's not grinding milestones that's not worried about enhancement cores, we're not oh, how do I get into the new activity it's just, here's a story, so on the front end it makes it feel more full, and then on the back end once you're done with everything, it feels more full too, because it's not just there as a as an introductory sort of orientation room it's there as a, no, this is part of the repetitious grind, this is just like the forges this is just like reckoning and the bounty systems this is something that you're going to be rerunning over and over the annual pass could always i think always be repurposing replayability because if you think about the annual pass it's not just about delivering what's new and saying here's something new to do here's something new to chase it can also be about we're going to be combing over existing things in the game and repurposing it one of the largest things they could do that with right now is the NPCs and all their old loot pools as well as the absolute mountain of story vanilla story all the way to Forsaken Curse of Osiris Warmind, all of that, if it gets repurposed, that's a ton of content, a ton of missions, dialogue, potential places for loot grind and loot purpose that could add so much to this game that's presently not there. So, we're going to transition to Q&A. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all of my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe. Thank you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be a question and answer session that came after my talk about replaying the story and how Bungie could really utilize the story missions that they build in games like um, DLCs like Forsaken and others. A lot of replay value there that they're not really utilizing. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live, twitch.tv slash say no to rage. I'm probably live right now. That's usually when these hit the feeds. Going to jump right into the questions while we wait for this HVT and the revelry to come to an end uh, with reset. So Scott says, would you like to see them redo the actual vanilla campaign for D2 as a heroic playthrough? Yeah, 100%. 100%. If you could start with vanilla Destiny 2, Gaul, the Red War, Curse of Osiris, Warmind, and Forsaken, 
That is so much content, so many missions, so many good fights. There were great fights and great missions in all of those campaigns that we've not touched since. Panoptes or whatever his name was. That's a really fun fight. Why not put a heroic playthrough in the game? You play through all that for a title, for ornaments, for a full armor set, for a handful of guns. Maybe put a couple pinnacle weapons in there. I don't know. It wouldn't take much loot incentive. Couple of things. A full armor set with ornaments, a title, and a couple pinnacle weapons. Do it. Boom. Tons of content, tons of grind. I I don't understand why they wouldn't do it. We missed some resubs because I have alerts turned off. Spizzle Prime was 16 months. Moose Miles with two months. R- Rogue Cider was six months. Mobilicious for seven months. Thank you. You have designed so much content story and so much mission and so much questing that's just sitting on the dadgum shelf in an RPG grinding game. Like, what are we doing right now? It doesn't make sense why they're not reutilizing it. Uh, Bumble17. How much of Bungie's insistence on the milestone system hampering the replayability of content with the emphasis on funneling players into activities rather than risk them rerunning activities for specific loot and strikes, barren missions, dreaming cities, adventures? Right, like, I don't know if the milestone system is the... Is the the cause for this but i definitely think that the milestone system does create this mentality of each week we want people doing particular things i know that i'm taking from a genre of rpg like borderlands and diablo diablo 3 is a lot different now but traditionally diablo and borderlands were very similar in that they were linear loops you run through the game linear and linearly and then you do it again and again and again and that's your replay value i think bungie can borrow from that i don't see why you wouldn't especially since you've already built all the content and could potentially then build future content with that in mind uh fifa saint says do you think bungie should do a legendary pinnacle weapon quest for raids like they do for vanguard and crucible as a replacement for the rng exotic i could get behind this i could get behind the anarchy and the 1k voices and future exotics like that having a quest that drops maybe after so many completions right what if it could drop before that so if you're really lucky you get it to drop before that and then you're really excited and that's really cool but after so many completions, maybe you unlock a quest. And that quest is similar to what we got in the other Pinnacle Exotic Weapon quest. You know, it's like, hey, you get to, uh, you get to, now you can just complete this quest and so many raid completions and get the weapon. That could be a cool backstop against terrible RNG that I would be okay with. Uh... Toddless10 says, while I agree with having more replayable content for PvE so the grind isn't so real, how impactful do you think the reward should be? I'm thinking powerful every five stories. You could do a couple of things. It could be a way for power. It could be a way for, again, a unique armor set with ornaments. It could be a way for a title. It could be a way for a pinnacle weapon or two. Um, I don't know. I, I just, to me, anybody could do it so and it would be difficult but it wouldn't be brutal I'm not talking about suddenly making it like D1 nightfall level difficulty where you're getting kicked to orbit and stuff just a fun replay through of all the story missions do you know how many times you would do that and be like I forgot about this I forgot about this place this location this boss this encounter you would say that so many times dude I completely forgot about this like that would happen a lot especially when you went back to vanilla D2 or even some of the boss fights from curse and warmind or the baron fights I, I'm telling you, there is so much there that they, they need to consider. Coordinator. Uh, would you like to see depth put into our subclass skill trees that allows you to spec guardians for grenade melee class like the tonic gave us? 
I don't necessarily think you want to do that because I think that obviously hurt Crucible and that obviously can really, really uh, trivialize a lot of the content because I can put on, you know, I can put on the, you know, the grenade or the melee and it just creates insanity in the game. Now, as far as specking down into and customizing beneath the attunements, yes, that's a level of customization and skill, you know, skill tree investment and creativity that could come to the next game I don't think you could do anything in Destiny 2 I think a lot of that stuff's too established and too built out already Zelfin says if you were able to choose one single pain point to alleviate in Season of Opulence what would it be? Do you think it would be to make a significant impact on the player base? One particular pain point if I could alleviate it I would make leveling not so stupid I know infusion, a lot of people would say no, infusion enhancement cores. No, leveling. I would alleviate leveling. Make purples and blues drop at my level so I'm leveling up more regularly no matter what I'm doing, even if by teeny increments. So the person who plays the most or the le- or the least will feel an appropriate amount of level increase. And the pain of enhancement cores would be frustrating, but if you're constantly getting little level jumps, I think people would just kind of naturally do what so many people have said, which is they would infuse less often. They would understand that they're getting little jumps, then they do a big milestone, then when they do the big milestone, they would then infuse. If they're getting lots of little jumps like that while doing gunsmith bounties for enhancement cores, it might level things out a little bit. Batman, Lono, question, what do you think is a better Dust Rock Blues or Retold Tale because the new Vanguard hand cannon do you think uh, people will use the Retold Tale over Dust Rock? Well, it depends because I don't think Not Forgotten and Lunas are going to just completely get thrown by the wayside, especially on console because they're still not going to suffer from bloom, bad recoil, and bad in-air accuracy, and then you pair that with the Dust Rock. Uh, As far as PC goes, I think a lot of folks on PC don't uh, they gravitate a little bit more towards Ace and Retold. I don't know about Retold with Ace. I'm just saying, if you're going to use Ace, I would think that'd be maybe what you do is a Retold, a Retold Tale with Ace. Because I think Ace, um, Ace does pretty good, you know, on PC because you don't have that same disparity. So 180s on on PC are good, but they don't dominate to the same lopsided degree that they do on console. So uh, while in Waldo. Uh, with the format of three tiered similar to Diablo 2, Normal Nightma- Nightmare and Hell, what would replaying get you? I already kind of outlined a couple of things that they could do. A full armor set, a title, ornaments for that full armor set, um, and then some pinnacle weapons or something. The armor set would need to be really, really dope and maybe even bring some, bring some cool benefits. Um, like... The full arm. If you wear enough of the armor pieces, then your uh, your your sparrow always gets out really quickly. You get that. You get that perk permanently. And then maybe you don't need a ghost to see, you know, chests and resources on locations. Like that just becomes a, a default setting um, for your for your character if you're wearing enough of the armor pieces. So that could they could give you like a seasoned seasoned veteran guardian you know like you've you've been around the block kind of a situation uh as a way to make it be like you know what it, these are these are cool benefits but they're not going to break the game they're not going to break crucible they're not going to trivialize pve uh 
they would they would I think that they would be they would be those would be some fitting rewards. And again, you you, know, you could be having it say you know, this is not meant to be game changing. This is meant to be like a testimony, a title. And people are like, well, but what do you do once somebody's all the way through it? Again, again, it's not meant to be a permanent, everlasting pain, you know, uh, value point. But that means then they could say, we've already created containers and expectations. You could replay through any story missions that we add. Um, and any story missions that we add have replay value now. Um, you know, that would be another, another way of looking at it is sure. Once you get your title and you get your full armor set from replaying vanilla and all the DLCs, you would, you would, you wouldn't be able to do it again, but they could do that with all future DLC. They could say, well, we're going to have the the story be replayable and maybe do an armor set and a pinnacle weapon you know, with that, something like that. Thought it was free. Can't they break down raids into smaller match-made sections? The pros can blow through and figure it out, uh, and the huddled masses can follow it up months after with strats established. Raid section equals Uber Strike. No, I don't think you want to break the identity of content. Um, I don't think you want to do that. I think you always want to say it's okay for content to be unappealing or inaccessible to the more casual player base having content be accessible isn't the same as saying all content should be really accessible does that make sense oh you're rip i thought it was funny when it said rip is near i thought oh that's funny in the kill feed um there's a big difference between saying you should have content that is accessible whether it was the forges or reckoning or you know dlc content have an entry point right have an entry point that's not the same as saying all the content should be accessible. Bust up the raids, bust up nightfalls, bust up this, bust up that. You got to be careful because you're going to comb over the whole game and before you know it, you're going to have Destiny 2 again. You're going to have this over-casualified environment. I'm waiting for the, the HVT, brother. I don't know if that's what you're doing. McCheshire. As well as replaying the story, I would love to see a return of an evolution of being able to affect the difficulty of the story missions and possibly inject new loot and incentives into harder versions. What are your thoughts? Well, in my mind, the replay of the story, the replay of the story would go hand in hand with raising the difficulty. I think that's a given. Um, Ecow, what would you put into story replay to incentivize? I've already answered that. The full armor sets, ornaments, pinnacle weapons, things like that. A title, uh, Sci-Fireman. Do you think that when Opulence comes out, Bungie will enable us to bypass the weekly lockout with the invitations of the nine so people can catch up on the story faster? That's possible. I don't know if that's hugely important. Uh, the invitations of the nine have been decent story installments but they haven't I don't think that I don't know if they're going to be necessary for opulence to like make sense ecal a bit off topic what are your thoughts on playing as an NPC if season of the drifter began with a mission where you play as the drifter I don't know if they want to suddenly do this we've always kind of played as our guardian our guardian is the main you know protagonist I think deviating from that could be you know strange and not necessary uh, I don't think that's necessary um, so big exotic. How do you feel about Bungie's inability to reintroduce key characters in, to further the game storylines? I would love to see some involvement by Rasputin, Osiris, and other key players. Well, you're saying this like it's a negative, but I'm saying right. But look at the look at the injection of of Spider and bringing back uh, Petra. I 
I think you're ignoring two key players that did really, really cool things for the story in Forsaken just because they didn't bring back Rasputin, Osiris, and other key players. That, again, can happen in a really, really big culminative way. Um, there's way... Anytime characters drift away from a storyline and you bring them all back at once, it can be pretty powerful. So I think they could, they, you know, all of a sudden in D3, that's the context. You know, we need everybody to come together. Uh, fatality. Why is it that people always feel the need to act like other looter shooters will harm Destiny? Uh, don't you think that if people are true fans of Destiny, support Bungie, they will buy the DLC no matter what uh, games release alongside of it? Well, I think there are people, I think there are people like that uh, that will buy no matter what. Now, I think we need to be careful though to assert that you're, uh, if you're a true fan, you'll buy no matter what. I don't agree with that. No. You buy it if it looks good enough to you. You buy it if it looks like it's going to be worth your time. You're not like, well, you're a true fan if you just buy to support Bungie no matter what games release alongside of it. If their annual pass 2.0 marketing doesn't win you over and Borderlands looks better, then by all means, buy Borderlands 3. You can still be a fan of Destiny and be like, nah, just whatever, what they're adding doesn't look that good. I think, I think Borderlands 3 looks better. That doesn't mean you're not a true fan. It just means you've decided to spend your money and time elsewhere. There's nothing wrong with that. Mad Thirsty. What weapon do you find yourself using the most in PvP? I don't really play PvP. When I do, I do gravitate towards hand cannon and shotgun, but a lot of that has to do with the map design. That's pretty much everybody in the community. Uh, Evil the Waffler. What do you think of the story of the raids from D1 to D2? Personally, I think the story-wise, D1 was better. Well, story-wise... Mm, I'm trying to think here. Mm, no. I think story-wise, the story of Taken King and the story of Forsaken are very close to being equal. And the drive to then go do the raid, I think they did a good job in both of making the raid tied to the story and not being just some offshoot thing. Um, so I don't think the stories are are weaker or stronger taken king was amazing but so is forsaken i think forsaken did a great job with storytelling that the you know the cade six cutscene, the story of revenge the voice acting and the writing for aldrin the voice acting and the writing for spider chasing after the barons is really really good it was very very well done but then you, I mean, dude, you go back to, you go back to Taken King, and those cutscenes with Oryx, Regicide Mission, where that big door opens, there are some, there are some amazing sequences and, 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 and times in Taken King, and then when you go into the raids themselves, they feel very epic in scope. Last Wish is just massive, enormous, feels very, very big and daunting in a similar way that King's Fall did. I don't, I don't necessarily, I think they're close to being equal. I think Taken King probably holds a stronger, you know, place in our heart. Um, but a lot of that has to do with the fact that at the time, you know, we needed Forsaken to happen. And I think it holds like a, it definitely holds a, a, a nostalgic place in our hearts, uh, that, you know, that, that is tough to beat. You know, D1 became a hobby and a home for a lot of us, and Forsaken had to happen. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Taken King had to happen. 
there was no doubt it needed to be it needed to take place it saved in some respects it saved the entire franchise um does he mean the raids of the story right yeah i mean if you're talking just pure raid design um last wish and kingsfall are very very close i think kingsfall's better because i think the encounters were more satisfying and less cheesable i think last wish was very much held back by it was des- i think a lot of it was designed around double primary and once we got over the delta it wasn't very difficult and then there's no hard mode so Last Wish kind of gets beat out, in my opinion. I think Taken King's a better raid. There's better design philosophy in Taken King. The fights, I think, are are in some respects cooler and less cheesable. Uh, you know, you, you compare compare Morgoth and Golgoroth. Golgoroth's a better fight. Now, I know Golgoroth got whittled down into one puddle, but even that took a while. Um, and even still, Golgoroth, you don't have to do one puddle. No matter what strategy you do on Morgoth, it's... St- it's it's basically endure and then dump black whisper a, a black spindle or, or a whisper of the worm into his into his back um that's it you know that's the end of the matter so ah uh, fours fours wad do you think that if destiny 3 it should be a dark age or the golden age i don't really have an opinion i don't really care uh, Eknor, don't you think replaying the whole story will get really boring as most of us use three characters? I think the open structure of the game. Well, I mean, they could be thoughtful about this. You don't necessarily have to say, you know, you do it on each character. Maybe you do it one entire time and it's account wide. So you can swap between characters if you want. And then it unlocks, you know, the, it unlocks the, the armor sets for all the characters um, again, as long as they're not game breaking, and then it wouldn't be a problem. The Evil the Waffler. I agree that Wrath had great agency to rerun. We need that in D two, but I think D one raids were so much harder for newbies. Never experienced. Uh, I never experienced the hero moments you talk about. How did you do those hero moments in D one? I know you can't in D two because of the timer, uh, though, which should go away. Well, I mean you would play Wrath of the Machine and if someone died you could press on um you could press on you could keep going so people would shift in responsibilities people would do different things they would have to grab you know multiple cannons or throw multiple bombs or shift in location to cover a you know a teammate because the teammate's leaving or something they're going to another location like there was a lot of adaptation there was a lot of things that took place that you just don't see with the the timer now as far as being harder for newbies i don't think last wish leviathan scourge i don't think any of those are easier for quote unquote newbies and i don't think that's a focus i don't think bungie should ever focus on being like we want to make sure raids are accessible and easier to newbies i think that's a i don't think that's good feedback you're asking content to become something that it's never it's not Raids are not for newbies. Raids are not for bad players. Raids are for people to go in, it's challenging, it's tough, rise above, beat it, or go play something else. That's what raids are meant to be. Um, so, if I don't, even if you're going to try to say that, like, well, the D2 raids are designed better because they're more accessible to newbies, I, first of all, I don't think you can make that case. Second of all, I think in a very, very general sense, that's not how raids should be set up 
anyway. Raid should be set up as a pinnacle endgame activity for a full team. And if you can't if you can't get in there and figure it out, then sorry. Like that's it's that's what it's designed for. That would be like me going into PvP and being like I'm just not very good at player versus player engagements. They should really make it to where I can I can do all this against I don't know bots or something. People are like, "Yeah, but Lono, that's what PvP is. You're asking PvP to become something else." Well, so are you if you ask raids to become accessible to as you call them newbies. Uh, I just I don't think that that is a I don't think there's an impetus on any 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 RPG or any game like this, I don't think there's an impetus to make the end game pinnacle activities accessible to inexperienced players. Um, at, and also, there's a difference between accessibility and making it easy. Getting people together, creating like in game funnels to like get people in the raids together or something. I think you could maybe consider doing something like that. Like that's logistical structure to promote accessibility. That's not accessibility in the realm of like making things easier to beat. Um, Evil the Wobbler, do you think for you personally, you're just burnt out of raids? Personally, for me, I just got to run raids two to three times. D2, I've run over 100 clears of all of them. I mean, I have to own the fact that, yeah, there's a portion of my disenfranchisement with raids that is of my own doing it's my own personality it's me saying yeah been there done that kind of tired of that um magic uh wallace with the prime sub thank you welcome uh i don't but at the same time i also think man when content's good i'll play it fortnite distracted me from talking to the community but Fortnite was fun. <clears throat> Excuse me. Fortnite was fun. I had a good time. So if the content was good, um, emphasis on the word was, was fun. Um, you know, if I'm having a good time, dude, I'll play content that is outside of my normal daily routine. You know, or that takes me away from chat. But like, raids to me are a double whammy. I don't find them that fun. And... I don't really like what they do to my content. Now, how much of that is me and how much of that how much of that is burnout, how much of that is raid design? Well, I mean, when I can pinpoint precise decisions they've made with raid design that lead to frustration or a lack of enjoyment or irritation. Well, if that if I if I can pinpoint specific things that are doing that, well then there's your answer. It's kind of a it's kind of a both and. I don't know. I I think if the raids were designed really really well and the reward structure and the investment paths felt like they were worth my time, I'd be in there. Even if it meant there were times a day where I wasn't getting to interact with stream as much as I'd like. I, you know, think about it like this: when there's a motivation to do it, I do it. When I, I when I use the raids for leveling, and I'm trying to get raid ready, I have no problem running the raids those weeks. Why? Because there's a motivating factor putting me in there that kind of overrides my, uh, this isn't really worth it. You know, or I don't like doing this, I should say. So, you know, if you look at raid design right now and the reward structure right now, it's very, very difficult for me to say, oh, this is definitely worth it. I'm definitely going to do this because the, there's so much about the reward structure that just is a huge turnoff, especially coming off of the reward structure in D1. Dad Gare Bear with eight months. Thank you. 
M's from 2800. Would adding a new mechanic to story missions help the replayability, or is the bigger problem not having a great reward or purpose for the story missions? Well, the story missions are just like in a playlist, and your reason for running them is milestone. So what does everybody always do? What's the fastest story mission? I'm only doing this for the milestone that I'm out of here. But if replaying story missions had like you were replaying the entire campaign and story beginning to end, I'm sure there would be that element of been there, done that. I don't really need to see every single scene beginning to end. I get that people might try and blitz it too, but that's where you that's where making it harder would would come into play. That's where you would you would need to make it like, okay, it's going to feel different. It's not going to be a cakewalk. You're not going to be able to speedrun. What people will do right now is they load up a story mission where there's nothing difficult about it, and they blitz it and run past 90% of the enemies. Mad Thirsty. Do you think a mini-map in the corner would be more convenient? I'd love one personally. I don't think that's necessary because you have radar, and there's it, it, what, what map? I mean, I don't, I'm not really sure what they'd even show you. Um... It's, I don't think the game really requires that. But if you want to turn one on, fine. But I don't think that's a needed quality of life focus right now. Evil the Waffler asking a ridiculous number of questions today. Uh, have you played WoW? And if you have, what would you add to their story or raid-wise? I haven't played WoW. Pedro, in your opinion, why did Bungie move away from story mission replay and difficulty selection? Uh, in my mind, it's a very bad move. I'm not really sure. I don't know if they said. I don't know if they said why they decided to move away from um, the difficulty spectrum of D1. Maybe they looked at engagement numbers and they were like, nobody's really doing it. Um, I think some of that's probably because they didn't really give you a reason to. Um, you know, story missions and well, I don't even know if story missions were in the game, but like the harder difficulties just the harder difficulties don't really matter they don't really matter once you once you're done with milestones you know uh evil the waffler we get pinnacle weapons for strikes gaming and crucible do you want those for raids yes okay you're submitting super softball questions and just dominating the q a bud you gotta slow down like this is probably your seventh question and they're just softballs and you're asking me stuff that you already know my opinion on i really feel like we we know the answer to probably like the last seven questions you've answered or you asked i appreciate people engaging with Q&A but if you're going to ask seven questions there needs to be like an impetus for that many questions a lot of these are just softballs yes I would love there to be pinnacle weapons and raids I've argued for that numerous times in other videos The I'm not trying to be mean but it's like homie 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 you gotta slow down um, the Ultra Duff Master. You said you believe that pinnacle and curated weapons are the future of the weapon system. Do you believe exotics are redundant now in Destiny? Okay, the biggest challenge, okay, the biggest challenge, I think, with the way that they've structured the the weapon system is that you can't make exotics that are worth using when they're in the primary set situation. Now, again, yes, Crucible is different. But generally speaking, when you go into PvE, it is very, very difficult to ever justify using a primary weapon, right? Because you've got you've got so many legendary weapons that are already great. Especially with the introduction of pinnacle weapons. A pinnacle legendary weapon 
that is as good if not better than a lot of the exotics completely nullifies the reason like you're just like why would I ever put on an exotic primary what the frick is the point especially another thing you got to consider is you've got exotics like Thunderlord, Whisper, Wardcliffe Coil, 1k Voices then you've got exotics like the Trace Rifles and Telesto that are actually very very strong in their lane so you're just I I just think you've got a really really hard time justifying using exotic primaries that's a self-made problem but it's also a problem I think that would be very very difficult to avoid if you're going to have legendaries in the game and legendaries worth grinding for more than likely a legendary primary its job is to kill trash ads how do you do that how do you do that better than than one tapping most weak one to two tapping most weak trash ads as long as you're landing headshots how do you kill faster than that you, you can't really do that now the flow of combat the flow of the enemies and the, and the flow of like how a lot of the trash ads come at you and their placement and their saturation in a lot of the areas well you, you've got situations you uh, in this in this situation you've got combat that just kind of dictates that you you have to let us kill stuff at a pretty decent clip if you've got, you know, however many Thrall or Acolytes or Dregs or whatever coming at me, you've either got to let me have good survivability because because I, I'm going to get ripped apart if I have to, if every if every Thrall takes four shots, I'm going to get ripped apart because they're just going to get on top of me. We ran into that in that game Unruly Heroes. There were these big guys that would come out and then there was, there was little guys that would spam me. And the little guys, like personally from where we were standing when we were watching it even people in chat were like those little guys are just way too tanky they're they're just they're just completely swarming well that's the nature of combat right if you swarm with like little teeny guys ankle biters or whatever you've got to equip the player to kill them quickly as soon as you equip me to kill trash ads quickly and i can do it efficiently you've now entered the field of an exotic can't do that any better. Killing trash ads quickly, you can't do that any faster unless you just like obliterate them off the face of the earth before they appear and then that's just ludicrous. Or the gun starts to leave its lane. An exotic primary is too strong. It starts to function as a secondary because it's also killing majors and shielded enemies. So the hierarchy of the weapon system almost necessitates that exotic weapons are always going to be better off in the in the in the in the harder in the in in the harder thresholds like mini bosses bosses full on you know raid bosses you're going to use those exotics in those environments because that's just the way the combat is structured the pain point of trash ads is never great enough to warrant being like I need an exotic they just now this is where Harder difficulties, min-maxing, like, oh, I need a full armor set. I need these extra perks on these guns to activate. We talked about that in another game. I'm sorry, in another video where it's like, you could set it up to where the the need to have that extra damage only arises when you go into the harder difficulties. Well, now the trash ads are really ridiculous. Now you might feel like you really, really need to run an exotic or something because something like that is is you know is is adding that impulse that that impetus i just don't know if that would work either because then you're gonna have mini bosses and and bosses that you're gonna need exotics for because they're gonna be stronger too so 
I'll be honest, I don't want to run the campaign ever again. That's fine, you wouldn't have to. It would be optional. It would be like a new game plus. You've probably played plenty of games that you've never replayed that had new game plus or replayable options that you just completely overlook, and that's fine. You don't have to. Uh, Lobo Online says, What are your thoughts on, instead of replaying the story, the... For every expansion, they include five plus hours of solid story-driven content that progresses the main narrative. I feel like it will definitely add a sense of progression. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. They did this. They did this with Dark Below, House of Wolves. They did this with Curse of Osiris and Warmind. There was a decent chunk of story-driven content that progresses the narrative, and we never go back to it, and it's completely and utterly wasted development time because we never go back to it that's not a solution at all this is literally what they did in the past and it's a waste look at how much story content that we got in Forsaken and we don't touch any of it I just I don't think that's a solution I think that's been, been there done that and it's not good for getting capital out of your development time Spartan Viper how would you like to set uh, how would you like it if they set all the armor to be done like the new gambit yeah set bonuses is in another video I think they need to do something like that um, so uh, Jmox with the talk about raid exotics uh, I think doing the flawless version of the raid should 100% grant you the exotic if you're doing regular raids I think after 12 looted runs Four weeks of raiding you should get 100% exotic that way your thoughts somebody asked earlier if they could just do like a quest like they did with other pinnacle weapons and other exotics I would say that your suggestion is kind of where I was going with it you would do like okay here's 12 runs you've now unlocked the quest to get the weapon a couple more runs and it's yours um, I meant like doing going after the darkness again Lobo I that doesn't add, that doesn't help the situation right now it doesn't help the situation because you're asking them to spend blood treasure development hours bandwidth money budget money allocate funds to develop content we play the first week and never go back and touch ever again that's not what we need in destiny now, if you want that, and all of that content's replayable has purpose, whether it's a strike, whether it's replayable content, whether there's a reason to play it on a harder difficulty, then I'm okay with it. But one-and-done narrative-driven content is literally the dumbest thing they can add to this game because it doesn't do anything to longevity, loyalty, and, and, and really pushing the game forward. They have done it so many times. There is so much story and dialogue in Warmind and in Curse and in Last Wish. I'm, I'm sorry, and in Forsaken. And we don't touch any of it. It just sits there on a shelf. And we speed run it for a milestone when it's in the story mission playlist. It's pointless. It's a weapon about grind and extending the end game. And you're like, Let's just add a bunch of stuff that doesn't do that. I don't know. I think it's window dressing. And I think what I'm trying to get at... What I'm trying to get at is... Story missions like that and grindable replayable content do not have to be juxtaposed. They could be one and the same. Right? It could be one and the same. So you could say... Okay, here's a bunch of story missions for Season of Opulence. Okay, here's a bunch of story missions. Now, 
those story missions are part of the mission structure and replayable structure that you get in opulence so let's say there's five mission story mission strikey feeling things in opulence there's five of them and there's five bosses okay those five bosses those five missions should be part and parcel to the opulence grind like the four forges were part of the basic that that's the grind of black armory right so story anything story driven anything narrative driven should be added with the intention of saying this is not a one and done this is not content you play week one and never touch again because i think that that's just such a waste right you never take away what you don't need to they, yes, you do take away things that you don't... Well, not that you don't need to. You do need to take away things, though, sometimes. The story missions and the story focus of Warmind and Curse did not add new grind. It was a one-and-done thing. They need to repurpose that stuff or build it with the sense of repurpose. Build it with elasticity. Thank you, Mel, for gifting five subs to the community. I appreciate that. Casey Orby. I picked up Borderlands 2 in the pre-sequel 75%. Having zero prior experience, which one should I play first? Uh, you should you should play BL1 first, then pre-sequel, then Borderlands 2. Ice the Axeman. You speak of replaying the story linearly, but wasn't I Core's missions in the heroic playlist close to that idea? I understand we would all love to go back and play the campaign harder, but Bungie has decided to do it with RNG missions. What would happen to heroic story missions if we could go back through the campaign again? I, they could they could repurpose that hopper for something else, you know. Repurpose that for somebody uh, for something else. I don't know. SoCal Dems says, "How many times do you think Kate? Oh, this is a fake question. We should have deleted that one." Uh, Lockets, uh, Lockset Gaming. On the subject of replaying, do you think that Nightfalls are too easy, seeing as they are or were Pinnacle Weekly Challenge? Well, I mean, I think going for the high score with a really, really stacked challenge card is tough. I don't know if Nightfalls need to be like mini raids, though. I don't know where I land on this. What purpose did that serve? I think doing fun things with the challenge card, going for the high score first, and then speedrunning, I think is a good system. I don't know if Nightfalls need to be, need to be you know, teeth-punchingly difficult. Uh, Masterclass. What do you think of the idea of just replaying the final encounters uh, or bosses of story missions? Therefore, you don't need to go through the tedious scanning sections. Yeah, I mean, I hear where you're coming from. I hear where you're coming from, but that's kind of what New Game Plus is. You just go back through, and it's harder, and there's a reason to, and there's rewards, and there's cool things along the way, you know? Uh, Ashen Annihilator, off topic, but do you feel they should not allow old raids like Last Wish, Scourge of the Past to drop powerful gear beyond their season's initial power levels, or the real meat of the problem, not allow people to stack keys to bypass the leveling? Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do about that. I don't know, you know, I don't necessarily have a problem with raids staying relevant with respect to power, um, if it's only that once a week, you know, run. Especially considering I think raids should have a far more longevity with respect to, like, you have your playthrough that gets you the powerful drops, and then you can keep going for non-powerful chances at the rolls that you want. Mighty Moose Show. Between D1 and D2, 
what is your favorite raid content? D1, no, no question. No question. Wrath and Kingsfall and Vogue are all like basically tied for first. Wrath wins because it's got internal structure that's better. Uh, and then and then Crota's amazing. Everything got great, really great once Age of Triumph hit. Trippy Electronica. What do you think will come when, uh, about Void and Solar Week if they come along? I view Arc Week as a way to implement sweeping buff and art classes, but they can't really do that with Void and Solar subclasses. Thanks for reading. Um, I don't necessarily know if they need a Void or a Solar Week. Arc Week didn't go over that well because it wasn't really anything. It wasn't like an actual event. Uh, Zelfin. Would it detract the overall established structure of Destiny to move to a more sandbox open world? Would that mesh badly with the concept? Well, I don't think they can do that. I don't think they can do that. You're asking for something that I don't think the engine allows for. You know, peer-to-peer servers in the engine just don't allow for big, giant open. Now, could Destiny do that and it'd be better? Oh, of course. It'd be so much better. They gotta rebuild the game another engine if they wanna do that. Masterclass. Do you think something like the Nightfall card could be a good thing to add? I don't... Generic. I don't know what you mean. The Mighty Moose Show. If you're talking about to raids, then we don't want that Nightfall Challenge card everywhere. That you know you don't want to copy pasta something into the entire game just because you think you like it in one area. Sometimes you can make that argument, but I don't think you want the challenge Nightfall card everywhere. Mighty Moose Show. You think adding OP levels to Destiny, like in Borderlands 2, increased difficulty with better rewards would be a viable option for Destiny's story? Well, I mean, as I said when I talked about this, the understanding would be you'd be playing through at a harder difficulty. Skyfire. Do you think if all story missions would get the treatment of the missions at the end of the year one during the tribe event, story missions would be more enjoyable? I mean, that's one way of saying let's repurpose them when the time comes. You know, you could definitely say that. You get so far away from them, replaying them can be fun. Um, I think they dealt it a little too a little too much in in the Solstice event because I don't I think making them harder is cool, but I think they swung a little bit too hard in Solstice. Some of the missions were kind of were, were kind of overly frustrating, and it was meant to be like a celebration. If you're wanting to do a hardcore, hard difficulty replay through, that's different than like a free event that celebrates everything we've done. I don't think the the theme and the thrust of Solstice should have been to make things really tough. Snazzy, how do you feel about the annual pass so far? I'm glad we don't have many dry periods. But content in terms of actual loot, gameplay, maps, and vendor refreshes feels lacking. That's basically what my entire talk was about, where they people were like, we need to go back to the old annual pass structure instead of, in, uh, I'm sorry, the old DLC structure instead of annual pass. I said, the issue is not the annual pass. The structure is sound. The content wasn't very good. It was very similar to the content structure, the content depth and quality we got in the DLCs. It just was spread out groin shots what do you think if they eliminated strikes and then focused on producing multiple raids at a time instead of strikes the story missions could be the new strikes for leveling along with public stuff only incredibly difficult raid the only way to gain max level with a couple lesser raids well this is a complete overreaction and and and, and enormously over course correction to the way the, the the community responds and plays and engages with content you're pivoting a lot of the content to a ver- to the minority to raiders and you're taking something away that's meat and potatoes content that's part and parcel to the destiny experience you're taking strikes away and doing story missions as strikes and giving us a bunch of raids 
um, and making them incredibly difficult, um, and then having lesser raids. Like again, I just this is not Destiny. You're trying to create a very one-dimensional Destiny. That would be like somebody saying, "Why don't we just get rid of strikes and nightfalls and just do more Gambit game modes?" Like it'd be like, "Whoa, what are you doing? Gambit's great for people that like it, but that's a minority." Same thing with raids. You're dealing with the minority in the player base. Uh, John Werner. I'm late, so if already asked, then skip. What would you think about an exotic point system instead of it being only able to use one exotic in either armor or weapons? Weaker exotics could be combined with stronger. I, I outlined this in a video previously. Even before Forsaken came out, I said, what if they go to a point system so you can equip all kind of different combinations as long as the points add up to 10? And when looked at existing exotics, I said the same thing. You know, you could go through and say that there are some exotics that maybe not even a point system, they just get marked as being like, these are seen to be as, you know, adept exotics, or, or I don't even know what you'd call them. But basically, these can be equipped with other exotics. Graviton Lance can be equipped with other exotics. You know, things of that nature. I, If you did that, you know... I think a lot of the old exotics should just be turned into pinnacle legendaries that you can grind for and then you add a bunch of random rolls and then that gun becomes a more normative gun like, you know, Graviton Lance and others. But you gotta be really, really careful because you could get into some broken builds with certain guns if you're not, you know, if you don't really manage it well. Steve with the next question. What kind of things would you like to see in the Destiny story? Ideas and locations? Stories revolving around more characters like they did with Cade? Mm. I would love to see the stranger come back in the next game and for her to take us on a time travel sort of uh, loop to reset everything Um, you know the triangle ships show up they're the ancient foe of the traveler and they're too strong for us they overwhelm us and she shows up freezes time and the same way that Osiris did I think her and Osiris worked together or know each other because he says little light and she said little light um, and then she takes us in, you know, on in a time traveling back before Destiny One, like Destiny, almost like a prequel. And then we go back and have to do a bunch of stuff with new weapons, new stuff, new powers, new skill trees, as a way to stop the ancient foe, the Traveler, from coming to power and coming, becoming, you know, coming back to defeat us, basically. Simply L three three. All the story DLCs follow different story threads. Wouldn't it be better if it followed more of a chapter 1 and 2 format? Well, not necessarily. I mean, sometimes it's good to have all these different spinning cylinders of story because you can bring them all back together later, which I feel like they might be doing in the future, not in not in the not in not in Destiny 2, but in the next game. Uh Breadline Boy. 90% of exotics do not feel special or unique. Warcliff Coil and 1K feel unique and fun to play. Would there be room to go a little more wacky with exotics like Borderlands? Like a cheeseburger gun. Well, you don't want to get to the point that it's absurd. I think you've got the colony, you've got the 1K voices, you've got the Warcliffe coil. They can get pretty wild, but they don't have to get gimmicky. I don't think they need gimmicks. I don't think they need to get gimmicky. Siegemaster. What would you think of, along with story replayability, give Ikora weapon bounties with pinnacle possibility like Breakneck Within that go with the story? Love your content discussions. Well... 
The replaying of the story would need to have something attached to it that is more meaningful than just a title or just an armor set or some ornaments. They would need something to the effect of an armor, a weapon grind, a pinnacle piece of something. Instead of just constantly saying, you know, yeah, you're just replaying the missions just for the fun of it. There would need to be something trickled in there. CP4 Gators. Would this adept or harder replay system have matchmaking? I've come back to Destiny, but none of my clan have. Well, I would think so, yeah. I would think you could do matchmaking for it. I would think if a lot of people who made it to the end game are, are rolling over and then chasing the you know the end game grind, I think a lot of them would be in the matchmaking. Dernos uh, 32. Do you think Bungie should go back to D1 loot where you had a, li- a limit on weapons that could be infused? At year two, you had to find um, you had to find a year two version of the weapon first. Uh, limit the weapons could oh not the not the I thought I thought you were saying limit the number of times they could be infused. I was like that's not a thing. Um, yeah, we got into a big debate about this yesterday. We've gotten into this debate many many times about you need to get to a point where you leave loot behind. I don't want to go round and round on this again, but I do think there's a point in time where. The game needs a sense of reset or renewal where some things, not all, but some things are left behind uh, after, you know, 12 months, 18 months, it may be time to, you know, let things go and start chasing new. uh, Rentari, I like this talk of being able to replay the story back with incentives. Would something like a harsh elements modifier from the Nightfall uh, for the Thorn be a good idea to add them? I personally enjoyed the modifier and felt they were holding back on that creatively. Uh, creativity right I mean you could do quite a bit here not just raise the power of the enemies but you could do wild wild modifiers you know again I think one of the things that Bungie needs to focus on when they make content more difficult it needs to be woven with fun I always felt like Wrath of the Machine and King's Fall got harder but once you kind of grappled with the new challenge there was a fun nature to it there was something about it that was there was something about it that, that brought a freshness. You don't want to just make punishing content for the sake of making punishing content. There needs to be, like with modifiers right now, they need to bring back the spirit of fun. It's chaotic, it's challenging, but it's fun. Rainbow Burn, um, Daybreak, things like that that added a sauce to the strikes and the environments that wasn't presently there before. And, you know, if not managed properly, leads to you dying a bunch. <laughs> Bugface. Can you still get the unbroken seal after the new season arrives? I actually don't know. JJ Saxon. How do you feel about the absence of story missions at the beginning of a new DLC drop? Black Armory and Joker's Wild released, and we had to grind old content to gain the power to start playing the new content. Um... Would having two or three story missions to kick off the DLC alleviate? Yeah, I mean, this is this is just a question of structure, okay? I don't think Bungie's going to look at Black Armory or uh, Season of the Drifter and say, "Oh yeah, these were home runs. These were th- this is exactly how we want to deliver the content." I I really don't think they would come to that conclusion. I think it's clear that accessibility was a problem, getting into the content was a problem. Um, just making people rerun old content too much. There's a lot of things that I think they learned. I don't anticipate them doing that again in Opulence or especially not in the next annual pass. The Mighty Moose Show. Would adding a short cutscene or three to a raid uh, with a longer one at the end that you could skip 
be enough to get some story injected into the game. I mean, this just seems so niche and so narrow. Why are we highlighting cutscenes and an end cutscene in the raid? There's so few people that run and complete raids each week compared to the, you know, the player base at large. You compare that to the number of people going in and raiding that would get to see this story elements and stuff. I just don't. Now, in the initial design of raids, little cutscenes and your ghost being like, this is, you know, this is Golgoroth. Blah, 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 blah. You know, Legends, Legends says that he this, 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 and that. And, da, 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 da. and that's skippable, you know, after your first run. If you want to do that, that I'm fine with that. But we don't need to, we don't need to do that. We don't need to make it go. We don't need to go back and make it do that, right? Slow chat. Don't call out chat for, for being slow, dude. There's lots of lurkers in here. I can speed up chat if I want by asking people to spam and make you look stupid, but never commentate on the slowness or fastness of chat. It's obnoxious. Um, the adding cutscenes to future raids, I would be okay with. I would be okay with that, Mighty Moose, because the nature of the nature of raiding, there's lots of really, really cool characters and history uh, and stuff in raids, especially when you look at War Priest, Golgoroth, the Sisters, Oryx, you know, it would have been neat. It would have been neat if, if Axis, like what the frick was the story with Axis, right? He should have been, he should have been, um, imagine thinking this chat slow. Yeah, really? Um, there you go. There's your, there's your spam from all the people that were lurking. I hope that's fast enough for you. The, yeah, Axis kind of came out of nowhere, right? Um, You know, Axis kind of came out of nowhere, um, and then it didn't even make sense in the storyline. Like, we went and fought the Iron Lords, and it was just like, okay, we fought the Iron Lords, but it, why didn't we fight them in the raid? Who the frick is Axis? A little cutscene would have been dope. You know, because, uh, you know, the, the, the Borderlands stuff... Um, the Borderlands stuff would have to... Would, would, would be a good way to take some inspiration... Um, would have to like oh here's the boss here's their name right they come in they get a little cutscene little freeze frame we could take some inspiration from that and it could be like Axis kind of comes down and we're like um, you know oh wow like who is this and then the ghost is like you know Axis you know all of our research and files have been redacted we know very little about him this and this and this is all we know blah 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 blah, blah. and then that'd be the end of it and you never have to listen to that again, or it could play every time. Who cares? It doesn't have to be a cutscene. I think that could add to the raids. I thought you were talking about all the existing raids, Mighty Moose, so I could definitely get behind that. Um, NK85. Would you enjoy D3 if there was more player agency with regards to how you get to max power? Similar to Ma- uh, WoW with M plus and rating. There could be dungeons like Shattered Throne. For more casual players, you could have it take a slightly longer uh, to gear out versus raiders. Keep the rest of the game since PvP and strikes. Yeah, I mean, when I say give us blues and purples that are power leveled, um, th- you know, then I when I say give us blues and, and 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 purples that are power leveled, that is basically exactly what I've what what I'm asking for. That's more agency. That's more control. That's that's you in the driver's seat of how quickly you level, because you could target all these different things, get all your gear, 
you know, because let's say you're 690, okay, but a lot of your pieces are 685. Well, you would take the time to grind strikes and pubs to get all your pieces at 690, and it'd be a lot of blues, but that's okay. Once all your pieces are at 690, your level would probably raise a little bit, 691, 692. Once your gear's rounded out, you'd go into a milestone for the big jump. And then you'd go back to grinding the menial stuff, getting the blues and purples at your level. That's player agency. That's player control over your leveling experience. That's a feeling of empowerment for a person that plays for two hours a night or 20 hours a, you know, a, a week. That's exactly what the game needs. So, NK85. You may have covered this, but how important do you feel builds will be to the future of Destiny? Loot builds, skill trees, etc. Do you feel classes all play too similarly uh, and more variety is needed? Oh, yeah. I mean, all you gotta do is watch the two the two characters in Borderlands play completely differently with different action skills, different buffs, different weapons that, that are gonna play well with their skill trees. And then you watch Destiny and it's like, shoot, 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 throw a grenade, shoot, 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 super. And that's basically it. That's what this, that's what defines them. I think if the if the rumors are to be believed and it's going to be more RPG, more hardcore in the future, um, I would think, I would think that you would see them doing more of that with skill trees, more digging down into the attunements, more digging down like an ESO where you level up and, and and advance that skill tree beyond its initial state when you first get it. Uh, JDXL, what are your thoughts on Luna's Nightfall? Not forgotten nerf. Uh, making it extremely hard to get pinnacle that is really good while making easy to exotic gun like ace where it will be potentially more powerful yeah they didn't do the right thing people are justifiably mad and they should have considered standardizing all hand cannons because bloom recoil and in-air accuracy are the main issues on console the 180s didn't deal with it the lunas and the not forgotten are still not going to deal with it so they didn't standardize the actual hand cannon behavior on the consoles which means you can't really balance if you don't have a if you don't have a standardized weapon behavior system in place you cannot balance your freaking weapon system i don't know who called this or who made this decision but it's like if the guns don't behave equally from a standard like this is how they perform if that's not happening then they can't balance the weapons you're just moving goalposts on an on an on uneven ground the ground's still uneven because Luna's not forgotten are just going to shoot slower and have a weaker perk, but they're still not going to have the the issues with bloom, recoil, and in-air accuracy. You're still going to have that issue. So people are going to gravitate towards service revolver, but you're still going to probably see people winning fights with Luna's and not forgotten because they don't have the RNG bullets, bloom, the bad recoil, the bad in-air accuracy. So if, if until they standardize that and remove bloom from the game because it's stupid... Um, until they standardize that, then you're never going to really get this problem fixed. Uh, I thought it was free. Would it be better to tie the power grind to story like Zelda? I'm not looking forward to a 50 point grind on the same old milestone. Yeah. I already outlined what I think they need to do with the, with the, with the leveling grind with blues and purples dropping at level. Pastor Taco, do you think annual pass content could or should include campaigns similar to the length, if not a bit shorter than Curse of Osiris and Warmind, especially if it was replayable? Yeah, I've already dealt with this. Multiple times people have asked about this. I think that's why replayable nature of, of story missions gets you more capital. It means you can add story missions, campaign missions, and the like to your annual pass content because it's not wasted. It's replayable. It has purpose beyond the initial engagement. 
Is the last word worth the grind? I don't know. You decide. I don't. I don't answer questions like that. That's up to you. Uh, Dark Taco. Hey Lono, do you prefer predict another set of surge bounties for Penumbra at 700 power? Love the content. Keep up the work. Um, well, they did. Uh, the surge bounties got people to 640. So surge bounties in the next one would get you to 690, I would think. Um. So, for clarity, the 180s in general don't have bloom problem because they're all in the precision frame. Service Revolver doesn't have that problem either. That's what I mean. People are going to gravitate towards the towards that because they don't. And the Lunas Not Forgotten are retaining their precision frame, which means they will retain their ability to not have bloom. So they'll still be menacing within, within the realm of, like, evenly matched your gun versus my gun. My gun has bloom, yours doesn't. Then that creates the imbalance uh, nature of it. So, so yeah, we'll probably get more surge bounties in, in opulence because they, I don't think they're going to address the leveling issues in opulence, which is unfortunate. If the content's really good, it's going to be laced with frustration because the leveling just absolutely sucks. Uh, Eknor, what do you think if they make strikes first deep narrative and then make campaign out of it that will solve both problems? Because I can easily see Tangled Shore adventures turn out to be awesome strikes. I mean, it doesn't really matter how they do it. If they is, is if they're adding story and it's replayable, it doesn't matter. The the, the minute the, the little minute details and the logistics of how they do it isn't important. Big picture is you can add story and if it's replayable, then it makes sense within the framework of an annual pass and a grindy game. If it's not replayable and you look at all of the, the story missions from Curse, Warmind, and Forsaken, and the entire vanilla campaign, that's just a lot of stuff that just sits and never gets touched again in a game that lives and lives and dies on grind and replayable nature, right? Uh, Casual Ren. In year one, we had that agency that you're talking about with public blues, purples dropping at power. You round out your gear after each milestone. Do you know why they went away from that? Since we used to have it, it shouldn't be that hard to bring it back. This is why it's an easy solution. Don't tell me it's complex and convoluted. That's bullcrap. All they've got to do is go to the soft cap on blues and purples and change the coding to match whatever your present max power level is. Your max power level 680, everything drops at 680. So you're rounding out your gear, little teeny jumps before doing a milestone. That's not going to hurt anything. And if anything, that adds and bolsters their philosophy about milestones. Milestones are the best way to level up. Use them strategically. You're still having people go into different pockets of the game that they may not want to. And they're having a more tangible and measurable sense of reward. They don't want to play Crucible, but if they wait to play Crucible and run Crucible after rounding their gear out, whatever drops is guaranteed to help them. So then, not only are you still getting your wish with funneling people into milestones and areas of the game they may not ordinarily go to, but they're enjoying themselves because at the very least, I don't like Crucible that much, but at least the reward is worth it. Instead of, I don't like Crucible that much, and frick you, I just got another weapon. I'm so angry. If I'm, I, I cannot believe they've dug their heels in on this. It's just plain as day engagement would go up sense of progression would go up motivation to grind other milestones and go into other pockets of the game would go up a natural pain point of infusing of infusing too often would exist and you could remove enhancement cores from infusing because you'd run out of glimmer you'd run out of legendary shards you'd run out of planetary materials it would be a natural pain point because you'd get so many teeny tiny jumps 
It actually causes me mental pain that the solution to get what they want and what the community wants is right there in front of them. But it's just stubbornness that's keeping them from doing it. They just double down on their philosophy about enhancement cores and and their answer about why the milestone system is, is the way that it is, why leveling is the way it is, is so tone deaf. I, it just, I'm, oh, it hurts. It's like, what are you guys doing? This, this, this has the risk to make opulence very unlikable, even if the content's good. Son of, uh, Day Dallas. Do you see the value in the annual pass for a casual like me? Average two hours a week tops, no Xbox Live. I don't, if you don't have Xbox Live, you can't play Destiny, so I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Destiny is a game that you need to be online to play. So let's ignore the back half of your question because that doesn't make any sense. Uh, second, to say, for if you average two hours a week, annual pass, you're probably going to get way more longevity out of. Way more. Um, it's going to take you longer to do everything. Now, everything I just talked about with leveling stands as a giant hurdle for you, but at the very least right now, Power Surge Bounties always ensure, ensures the fact that you can do a large chunk of the content if you get behind. You just do the Power Surge Bounties, catch up, and then you can do everything pretty much in in the game. You can play Destiny without subscriptions. You just can't play Strikes, Crucibles, and Raids. He plays alone without live. I don't understand. How do you log in without Xbox Live? You can do patrol offline. I had no idea. I, if you're going to play Destiny Patrol, um, <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know what this is or why you would play this way. Okay. You're not going to want to do the annual pass. Everything in the annual pass is built off of matchmaking. Forges, Reckoning, Gambit Prime. All of it is you need matchmaking. It wouldn't work. Um, so. Uh, blues. What are your thoughts on Trials of the Nine weapons possible being added to comp, loot pool, and with random rolls? One of the fans asked Dylan, and he said he was going to give us feedback on, and that people were looking into it. I, yeah, I don't know. That could frustrate people. It could placate. The the hive mind might land on that and betray what we thought was going to be, was going to be good. People might be like, this is bullcrap. I grinded for that trials gear, and now you're just putting it everywhere. Or they might be like, this is great. It gives us something to do in comp. Hive Mind could go either way on that. Uh, Pastor Taco, do you uh, think Bungie have been executing exotic quests well, and would you like more longevity out of them without time gating? I think the worst exotic quest was the Thunderlord. I think the rest have been fine. I think the rest have been fine. I've not had any issue. Um, I mean, the Arbalist wasn't much of a quest, but I, I think most of them have been fine. I don't really get caught up in this. I don't really get too concerned about this. This isn't a this isn't a front burner issue for me. Exotic quests are one and done. They're not grindable content. They're not repetitious content. It's a do it point A to point B, get it, you're done. And there's there's not a ton of them anyway. So it's not a it's not a normative massive amount of content. So we're about 30 minutes to reset. That's the last question. So don't go anywhere. If you've enjoyed this content, be sure to click follow on the Twitch channel. That's the heart button. If you're listening to this on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or watching on YouTube, you can always catch me live at twitch.tv slash say no to rage. As with all my content, I appreciate you listening and watching. Please like, share, and subscribe.